I remember it was summer 2021 and I attended a family event. It was my auntie's 60th birthday and I'm part of a massive family. And I was the only one sat down the whole time. I saw pictures of myself that I've still kept and they're just awful. Losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. I'm your host, as always, Carl, and today I'm really excited to be introducing our second ever couple on the podcast to share their story. Leanne and James, you're from Cornwall, and you're here today to tell me about your combined journey and efforts of weight loss. So welcome to the show. How are you both doing today? Really good. Thank you. Yeah, really good. Thanks. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourselves, please? Yeah, I'll go first. So uh, I'm James. I actually grew up just south of Birmingham and I'm 47. I uh, work in hospitality. So I run um, a holiday resort and a hotel. Uh, We're actually in the holiday resort uh, at the moment. I'm just nipped out of the office um, to join you, Carl. And yeah, you know, pretty busy, pretty busy life. Used to do a lot of activities, lots of uh, sport when I was younger and then sort of work took over and um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much, I guess, my backstory, yeah. Excellent. And you, Leanne? Um, Yeah, so I'm Cornish born and bred, very proud. (laughs) Um, And I'm 40, I turned 40 this year. You know, I've lived in lots of different places and travelled lots and I've had a lovely life, you know, based in Cornwall, really, you know, when I was younger and the last sort of five years been really nice to be back home. Yeah, we've got two boys and that's kind of it really. Perfect. And I absolutely love Cornwall. As I said, just before yeah. we started recording, I, my, my family holidays as a child were within the UK and would tend to be that side of the country, you know, Devon, Cornwall, yeah. and I mean, Perrinporth, Morganporth, oh, yeah. Newquay, not as much in, as I've grown older, I've realized, you know, as a, in my teens and as a 20 year old, Nuki was amazing because yeah. that's where all the action was. Yeah. But now when we've gone back, you know, and I've got children, I look for the quieter beaches yeah. and, uh, you know, it's, Fistral's great, but um, there are other beaches that, that for me yeah. are much more beautiful now. So we're down in St. Ives. It's a very, you know, quite far down Cornwall, but um, yeah, I mean, there's some amazing beaches and I think every every local's got sort of a, a secret beach that they won't tell yeah. any tourists about. Um, Fantastic. You have to keep some of them for exactly. yourself, yeah. I guess. Um, so, yeah, there's some amazing little coves and what have you down here. And I, I guess that's sort of, you know, the epitome of, of Cornish life is, you know, living your life outdoors and, you know, brisk walks on the beach or, you know, lazy hot days on the beach, whatever it might be. So, yeah, we're very fortunate and... Um, you know, bringing up a family, a young family, our, our boys are nine and 11. So bringing those up in such a, a lovely uh, sort of angelic part of the world is, is you know, we're quite lucky, I guess. Amazing. And, and I do think that Cornwall definitely has its own pace. It's something that's always been a charm for me, but, you know, it's a slightly 
more relaxed, slower pace of life, which fits in with with me completely. And you know, I, living in Spain, I was going to say, I find that anyway. But Spain seems to have a, a, a slower pace and it's actually a bit more old fashioned than the UK in terms of being behind in certain things. Like the shops are still closed on a Sunday in many yeah. cases, and and I love that. I absolutely I love, love it. But I, I could talk about Cornwall and Spain all day, but um, we've got other things to catch up on as well. So in terms of your your weight loss journey, so if I've got this right, Leanne, you started your journey first and then James, you, you also then started losing weight and together between you, you've lost you know an incredible amount. I think I've read 13 stone around that mark. Yeah, yeah, just under. Which is fantastic. So congratulations on that. So before we talk about how you actually did that and your journey losing weight, could you tell me a a bit more about how you came to actually find yourself in a situation where you felt the need to to change your lifestyle and to lose weight, please. Yeah, I think the size I am now, or the way I am now, is kind of the way I grew up. And you know, into my twenties, I was like this. And um, without going into it too much, towards like my mid to late twenties, I experienced quite a bit of loss. I lost my mum and my first husband and stuff. Lost them both to cancer and just went through a bit of a quite a heavy journey in quite a you know a short space of time and I think you know I often have this conversation with myself and think when did this begin and I'm not still I'm I'm not convinced what the reason is I don't sometimes I think is it because I experienced that loss I don't know but I think from when things started going pear-shaped in my life, um, you know, I had to help my dad care for my mum and, of course, a few years later then care full-time for my husband and and stuff. You know, I just didn't put myself first. And I think that that then led through to, you know, when my husband passed away and then I was so lucky um, a year or two later to then meet James. I think it was like from that point that I started to, like a lot of mums, wives, you know, what I just found that I wasn't putting myself first in any way. I was, you know, caring for people, but also still working. And, you know, you just get caught up in that that flow. But as I said before, you know, thank goodness I met James. We became married and had the two boys and I always felt like he saved me in so many ways but we quite quickly had a family and that I continued to not put myself first and I wouldn't have ever changed that and I think it's what as women we do when we're mums and you know we're looking after a house and trying to work and you do 10,000 things and you just get caught up in it don't you and it's as though I blinked and I was over 18 stone and I guess it wasn't until the boys, which was a couple of years ago, became older that they didn't need me so much. They were much more independent and I found myself with more time on my hands and therefore thinking about myself more and noticing myself more. But most importantly, the things I couldn't do um, and how much I wasn't that person that I was before 10 years ago. I simply just thought I can't continue feeling the way that I feel. And I became very rock bottom, my self-esteem, because I always used to think I was, you know, I felt attractive when I was younger and I missed feeling that confidence. I think all women can relate to what I'm saying and 
I just felt myself desperately wanting to be that person again. And there was lots of health things kicking in. I remember being with James in the kitchen. I don't know what the reason was for it, but I felt like my blood pressure dropped and I felt like I was going to collapse. And and I, at the time, thought this is because I'm so overweight and so unhealthy. I am at the end of my tether. You know, if I don't do something, this is going to become serious really quickly. My knees used to hurt. I would always be the mum sat down. You know, we'd go to the beach. James and the boys would be all active and I'd just be the one sat on the rock. And really quickly, I just thought, what have I done to myself? What? And I still... Because during the last 10 years, it has been pure happiness. I've had my children and, you know, we've done all these amazing things. So it's not that it's negative. It's just weird how it comes upon you. And But I think that deep, deep down, I was obviously dealing with a lot of grief, therefore just eating and enjoying all these moments of happiness. I'm not really thinking about I don't know. No, um, of course. And, and I think it can be an accumulation of different things. Yeah. What you're describing is it is very normal to be wearing so many different hats as a mum, you know, if you're working as a wife, doing all of these different things, but you, you quite often forget to put that hat on to look after yourself and, and worry about yourself because you dedicate so much of your time and your energy and, and your heart to everybody else. And this is something that's very common. And yeah. uh, we've had a lot of guests who have spoken about and, and said, similar things as well but then like you said at some point even because the children are getting older and I think you said your, your children are 11 and 9 is that right yeah yeah so mine are 8 and 6 so similar age gap and we're just getting into the stage now where the eldest is becoming much more independent and starting to notice that my wife and I we can actually reclaim some of our life as well and it's, it's not because we resent the fact that we've not had our own life but we just feel now it's we have that opportunity to go out a bit more and to be, be a couple. And, and how about for yourself, James? So I've lost almost five five stone now. Mine's really been over just over a year, really. As I was saying before we started recording, I, I went to visit a friend of mine back in September um, who had then recently been diagnosed with cancer and was a bit older than me. We had a similar sort of lifestyle. Um, both had young families. Um but, um, you know, quite sort of desk bound and all the rest of it. And, you know, enjoyed the odd drink. Wouldn't say we sort of drank an awful lot, but we certainly liked our food as well. And I think all those things combined. And I, I certainly saw in, in him something, you know, myself. And so that for me was the, the catalyst. And I talked to people about my weight loss. And, um, you know, I, I'd say that for, for, for everyone, there has to be some sort of catalyst, you know, because everyone can everyone can lose weight. Generally speaking, of course, everyone can lose weight. Um, it, it takes something to make you want to do it enough to do, then do something about it. So it could be, you know, a, an awful picture next to the pool. It could be a health scare. It could just be that dawning on you that actually you're going down the wrong path you need to do something about it so yeah it's uh it, it that was that was the catalyst for me I, I was I guess a little bit different the way that I lost my my weight so I like I said before I used to play a lot of sports um became some 
you know, sort of more sort of desk bound in hospitality rather than my feet in my sort of late twenties. And then that's when I started piling on the weight, really. I knew I had to do something about, you know, from an exercise perspective. So I started going down the sort of the exercise route. I'm quite fortunate that I get to work in a hospitality environment. We're here at Unis and Ives. We've got a leisure club with a gym, uh, big swimming pool, a couple of swimming pools, outside pool, that sort of thing. And so I started driving to work a bit earlier in using the gym beforehand and getting in the steam room. And I did that for about six months. And then I sort of thought, well, hold on a minute. I'm getting in the car to drive four miles to do the cross trainer for 45 minutes. Why don't I just walk to work? So then I started walking to work and really struggled with it to start off with. But there's a couple of routes. There's a shorter route, but one of them is quite um, picturesque. So a place called Trencrom Hill, you can see the sort of St. Ives Bay and then out the back towards Marazion and St. Michael's Mount and stuff like that. So it, it sort of distracted me from the fact I was exercising. Of course, it doesn't help with some of our great, great Cornish weather. Um, when it's chucking it down like it was this morning. But that was really how I lost my weight, was really just through exercising, was just trying to eat as carefully as possible. Certainly initially, I calorie counted. So I used an app to calorie count. But then after a while of using that, I think I just became sort of attuned to what was sort of good and what was bad and what I did that sort of resulted in, I guess, too many calories on an intake or whatever it might be. So there was a point in time when I was feeling uh, really tired from it and, and hungry all the time. And people would say, oh, you know, you've lost a couple of stone, you know, you must be feeling great. And I'm like, no, actually, I just feel really tired. I'm just tired and hungry and, you know, a bit miserable and all the rest of it. But actually in time you know just that that base layer of uh fitness just helps you in day-to-day life really i mean around the same sort of time so that um, september last year i played a charity football match and you know, i used to play football to a, a good standard before i hadn't played for i think it was about 16 years or something between matches and i felt like i embarrassed myself on on how unfit i was and and of course playing football your fitness level then changes your skill level and all the rest of it and I was like you know if we ever play football again I'm not going through that so that was sort of part of the catalyst as well yeah and and sometimes you have those wake-up calls don't you and I think having worked in hospitality for part of my life as well I think it's a very double-edged sword because on one side of it you're very active depending on the job you do you can be very active and you don't stop but then the downside to that is if you work in a restaurant environment, if you're working in that environment, there's always food available, drinks available, entertaining with guests, that kind of thing. So it can go one of two ways. And yeah. you, you can sometimes, you know, just out of convenience or necessity, end up finding yourself eating at irregular hours, not eating food that serves you, um, drinking more than you normally perhaps would. And I, I spent four months running a bar in a hotel in Austria for a ski season. And that for me, you know, I didn't stop moving the whole time but the to offset that was obviously drinking with guests going out for dinners and things like that and amazing but it's i think quite a tricky one to navigate because the hours are also often quite unsociable as well so it's hard to build that routine um so i I can understand that like you say it's definitely a double-edged sword it's um one thing is for sure is that it's not healthy so it, it is literally feast or famine you can you know skip meals very easily because you're too busy before you know it you haven't had breakfast you haven't had lunch it's four in the afternoon 
I might as well just wait for a bit of dinner now. Or you might just try and eat a snack or a tidbit or something like that. Or like you say, the whole entertaining thing. I now get slightly anxious about having to entertain and having to eat out. And as great as our restaurants are and as great as the food is, actually eating three courses is not necessarily appealing and, you know, having a couple of glasses of wine with it. So, yeah, it is a, it is a challenge. It definitely sounds better than it is. Um, don't get me mm. wrong, I'm very grateful for the position that I'm in, but it certainly has its downsides. Thank you. So, Leanne, in, in your case, I understood, did you start with Slimming World? Have you lost all of your weight with Slimming World? Tell, tell me about your journey. You know, we, we've spoken about things leading up to it, but was there a specific moment in time where you said, right, okay, you know, you mentioned having concerns about your health, um, but was there a specific moment in time that led you to then say, right, something has to happen? And did you know exactly what it was that you wanted to do in order to lose the weight when you made that decision? Yeah, I think, um, I think all people that are unhappy with their weight, whether it's underweight, overweight, whatever, I think the whole time that you're unhappy, you're aware of the things you wish you could do. And I think I knew in my mind what I wanted to do and I'm a vegetarian and I knew that I'm a pig and I always will be, I still am. And I thought, what what route can I go down where I'm never going to be hungry? I'm going to make sure I get all my nutrients and stuff that I need, but also lose weight. And I knew that the only food plan that would be long-term consistent and doable was Slimming World. And that is after doing a lot of research. And And I think every diet works, but it's finding the one that suits you. And I have an enormous appetite. I eat portions that are probably like for four people in one sitting. And luckily with Slimming World, there aren't really any boundaries. You have your, what they call sins, as I'm sure you know, um, which are great. But your free food is just unbelievable. And with me and my appetite being vegetarian and all that sort of stuff, I just knew it was the one for me. And I've always, especially at school, college, my young years also living overseas and all my work and stuff has always been very active, you know, always had an interest in running and stuff like that. I knew that Slimming World and fitness would be the things that when I'm ready would go hand in hand and I remember it was summer 2021 it was the 31st of August the last day of the month and I attended a family event it was my auntie's 60th birthday and I'm part of a massive family and I was the only one sat down the whole time I saw pictures of myself um, that I've still kept and they're just awful it makes me emotional thinking about it and I knew that if I didn't you know I think in the weeks leading up to that as well I'd had my like funny turns with my house I my knees were sore I was low and I thought this is the time and I also you know at the time I thought I've got a couple of years to go until I'm 40 you know I had my mum in the back of my mind thinking, you know, if I don't change now, my 40s are going to look very much like my mum's and just a, a huge combination of stuff all at once. And I thought, this is it. And after that birthday party, 
I literally woke up the next day and I went to Slimming World. And long story short, I haven't looked back. And in that space of time, I've lost, you know, when I'm a pound away from eight stone, I've stuck to it every single day. And along with a fitness, you know, schedule or whatever you want to call it that I have, that I've fallen in love with, it's just worked for me. Um, but I knew it would and it just needed to be the right time. And yeah, and that's it. That's, that's it. It's amazing. And I mean, it's part of the reason why I focus so much on mindset and because I, I believe that mindset is the key to being able to, to, well, to achieve anything. But if weight loss is your goal, so many people place focus on the number on the scales, yeah. losing the weight in order to feel happy. If you can't control that level of happiness or the reasons why you are overweight and your coping mechanisms, if they're re related to food, without solving that, without working on that first, yeah. you'll never be able to, to make it sustainable to lose yeah, weight. Exactly. And you may be able to do it in the short term, but again, you're not fixing most things. So when the problems occur or you have a difficult moment, you revert back to those same coping mechanisms, which have a detrimental effect on your health. So in terms of being a team and working together, how has that helped you? How has it worked? What does that look like in terms of being a couple who have lost weight together? How have you supported each other and, and how's that journey been? I think there's a couple of things. Probably the first one is allowing each other the time mm. to be able to do our thing. So for example, I would, uh, you know, I, I got up an hour before I would normally have done so and, and walked to work. Basically, what that means is that I sort of just leave the house and Leanne sorts the kids out in the morning. Whereas, I guess beforehand, it was a bit more of a collaborative approach. We would sort of all leave the house at the same time, but I would help the kids. So, you know, it, it's doing that. But then there are other times in the evening where you would attend a spinning class. So, therefore, I, I would have the kids. And it's that sort of it's just allowing each other one of the things any anyway is allowing each other the time to be able to do our thing and and you know our approaches are slightly different but the one thing they have in common is it does take time you know i'll go out for a uh for a walk for a couple of hours on a saturday take the dog or whatever still stuff to do around the house and, and that sort of thing i think in terms of how it um the collaborative approach to to Food. I think we've sort of bounced off each other. We're certainly very much aware of triggers might not be the right word, but we're very much aware of each other's sort of weaknesses when it comes to sort of the temptations of food, for example, and, and that sort of thing. So really keeping an eye out for each other and, and being supportive of that. That's an important part of it. I think that it's lots of things like this that can sabotage your journey. It's just finding... You know, and I think, sorry, so many thoughts come into my mind as I say That's it. That's okay. I just no, want it's, to get across to people. But I think if you are a couple, even on your own, but if you are a couple that together are looking to change their their lives, it is, it's so important to know that it's actually really easy just to make that time and work together. In fact, it makes it easier than doing it on your own. Because I think, and it's not easy at first, because, you know, your routine is all disrupted. You're thinking, for God's sake, you're going to the gym, you know, for two hours. And what about this? And But you actually, in the end, you think it's fine, you know, to put yourself first. And to, because 
the, it affects your mood, your energy, your outlook, and everything really turns positive once you start introducing these lifestyle habits into your family day to day. Like the boys as well, we've got really active boys, and we're just now this active family, whereas two years ago we were quite sort of, we would love a takeaway of Domino's or stay in just lazy really to be honest maybe happy but not really happy you know like happy in a different way in a different way yeah just comfortable maybe yeah yeah. i mean we'd spend the whole weekend just at home yeah not go out just because there was sort of just this lack of sort of get up and go yeah i I was just going to say that i'm sitting here smiling because i've experienced exactly the same in Mm. in my relationship with my wife in that it's a compromise to begin with yeah. and you know being completely honest about it there can be feelings of resentment especially first thing in the morning yeah like you say James you're going to leave early because you want to walk to work and then that means Leanne now has to look after children in the morning but something that you start to notice very quickly as you see the improvements and the progress that's being made is that in itself is actually at least in my situation I imagine in yours as well from what you've said it actually helps to improve a relationship. It actually helps to to improve everything because everything. you have more energy, you're happier in yourself, you have more confidence, and that has such a knock-on effect to all areas of your life. And then when you both start yeah. becoming that, the impact it has on your children and then the whole identity as a family can change for the better. And, and I think as well, um, your marriage, you know. Yeah. We have always been very much in love, you know, there's never really been any issues within our marriage. But I think when you lose that person that you met all those years mm-hmm. ago and you understand why that happens, um, it's not that you fall out of love or anything like that, but things do change and you're not perhaps as intimate because you can't be bothered and mm-hmm. you don't do as much intimacy and stuff like that because you don't feel confident enough or you, you're just too tired and... And honestly, I think we would both agree that you do feel like you've gone back 10 years again. And, you know, it is the most unbelievable feeling because you're like, oh, you feel all young again and your your body is different. And it's just the best for so many reasons, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. And I can see the energy in the smile on your faces when you say it because it is. and, And I think it's a natural part of having children as well. You know, yeah, having a couple of kids will do that to a relationship yeah, without yeah. a doubt because like you say the tiredness everything comes but then yeah. if there's factors that impact you personally as well like confidence yeah. it has such a, a knock-on effect to, to the way that you do things and yeah. the way that you want to be so I mean it's fantastic you mentioned a while ago uh, James I think you said the word triggers and knowing Atlas, yeah, in, yeah. in your cases so so what what is it that in during your journey that has been challenging for each of you and how have you helped each other through that I mean, one of the things I was going to say um, to the previous question was, you know, competitiveness as well, which is sort of underlying. And actually that sort of leads into that that answer as well, because I think there are times through the journey where you might have gained weight and, you know, you might have gone to weigh in or whatever and, and put on some weight or not lost as much or, you know, sort of fallen off plan or had a, had a bad week. And actually having an understanding partner because they've been through exactly the same thing and and you know not just the mechanics of it but the sort of the psychology that sits behind it and how despite all that effort and despite you know 
you can still view a bad week as a negative thing. I think that definitely helps having that support. But actually, that underlying competitiveness, I think, also helps as well. You know, I don't think we've ever talked about it. But when I go, oh, yeah, I've lost three pounds this week or whatever, and, and Leanne's only lost two, I'm sure she's thinking, God's sake, right, next week it's going to be the other way around because I know that I would probably do the same thing. So you're going through a really, really individual journey. And in our case, doing it in two different methods. You know, I haven't been to a, a Slimming World group. My knowledge of, of the sins and the healthy extras and all the rest of it clearly isn't as good as Leanne. So I can't help from that perspective. But we're going through this collective journey just in two very different ways. But actually, the end goal is pretty much the same. And the triggers are similar. And, and there are just yeah, a lot of similarities about it that, that bring you together even though you're on this individual journey. Fantastic. And yeah, I, I the, the competitiveness, I, I like that. And uh, I don't want to spark a conversation after the episode that cre- creates problems. <laughs> but, but I do understand that. And it's healthy as well, because ultimately with that competitiveness, you also always want the best for your partner and want the best for them. So having that healthy balance of, of that, I think is very, very important and does, like you say, sometimes help your it helps you more than perhaps your partner because you think to yourself right okay i'm not going to let her get me two weeks in a row so you you kind of do that and it is good and i'm sure there's without i'm going to call it judgment because i think it is but sometimes if you know you, you find yourself maybe going off track a little bit and obviously you're you're going out for meals together or something sometimes all it takes is a look and that that's more than enough and that look can be like right okay back to it um I hadn't been to the gym for a little while and my wife just said to me, uh, are you going to cancel your gym membership? Because I've noticed you haven't been for a while. The next day, six o'clock in the morning, I was in there. I was like, yeah. right, I'll and so it does yeah, help. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, those, those buttons to press that come with time and being in a marriage, but, but are very useful to have. Yeah. So now that, I mean, you, I would say you, you must be at your target, if not, if not there already, very close. What is important for you? going on going into 2024 have you set goals it sounds like you're both very much into fitness and and keeping healthy as a result of the result that you've had so what is next for you both I think um it is and I think we've done it I think you you start your journey you put in the hard work you then get to target or to where you're happy and then it's learning and accepting that it's for life Mm-hmm. Um, which is for me something that I talk about all the time and it is a mindset. Um, and I think at any point of a weight loss journey beginning, whenever it's really important to accept that because you lose weight and you do fitness, of course, for, you know, how you feel your confidence and vanity side, but ultimately what it comes down to, I always say to myself, how long do I want to be alive for? How long do I want to live? How long do I want to be around for my children, for James? Because ultimately, if you're not healthy, that is going to affect your health later on. And um, and for me, that's something I always say to myself. But yeah, I sort of went off on <laughs> my own little... It was perfect. Absolutely <laughs> fine. I'm not sure what 2024 has in store. Really. I mean, my my 
my weight loss is is pretty much uh, plateaued at the moment, and and I'm absolutely mm. comfortable with that. And I've always sort of, I guess, as I was losing that close to five stone, you can only do it by having a healthy dose of obsession. Yeah, you can't mm. you can't mess with. I mean, you can, but it it definitely makes it harder to you know <clears throat> every couple of weeks have a Domino's or whatever it might be, other pizza brands sort of thing. It's okay, fine for me. I, I spent six years of my life working for Domino's Pizza, no, so, okay. you know, you, you, you're representing the right brand there from, you're from me. You're not sponsored by Domino's then? No. <laughs> no, I, I still love Domino's. The key to it is that how do you manage that obsession towards the when you've got to target? Because where does it end? And, of course, clearly we have both gone on this journey because we want to be healthy that's a primary goal the weight is is great and it's an indicator of that but actually you know Leanne can do an hour spinning session and not really get out of breath if you're not doing it properly um you, <laughs> you know. need to turn the level up a bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, you know and uh you know I, I can do a, a 45 minute run and not really get out of breath and so mm-hmm. that that's what it's about, I guess, is about that that healthy bit. And actually, the weight loss can go too far. I think it becomes about managing it in the right way. And I think that, again, I think the benefits of us both going through that and both of us being sort of at target, I think we can then manage that much mm-hmm. better as, as a collective. Um, and you want to, I think, when you've put in all this hard work and you feel these incredible benefits and you want to hold on to it and you want to you know it just becomes part of your lifestyle um and I think as well it's a little bit of a side thing but I keep thinking about our boys and the effects that it has on them um and you know talking about competitiveness they get into it as well they're like oh oh, mummy you know you're gonna put on a pound and stuff they just love it they love to tease and love it's to- entertainment for them isn't it yeah yes, it so. is but I know that we've got really healthy children I can cut you know they have their little little packs of Harry Bales you know whatever but their outlook is healthy and it's positive and they want the best for themselves and and that would never have happened in their most important years if we hadn't done what we're doing and, and will do forever. Um, and I do think, you know, I, I remember growing up, it was a deep fat fryer. Mum's meals were just very old fashioned. And, and that's not really to the fault of, of parents, but that was just acceptable and that was the norm. It was the yeah. norm. Crispy awesome. pancakes. Always used to take layers of skin yeah. off that first bite into a crispy pancake. <laughs> yeah. Always be scalding hot on the inside. I remember. So it's but, lovely to um, have an environment that just is and will always be healthy. Um, so I, yeah, I think I think, that, I think we will probably progress more with the fitness side of things. Certainly, for from my perspective, we do more more fitness. I, I think what's key. And having spoken to a lot of people, some people who have lost weight, regained weight and found it difficult to to make it sustainable. You mentioned the, the obsession. And I think a key part of this is beginning to taper down that obsession from food. So it migrates more into just day-to-day life. Because, yeah. and, and I always say it in like inverted commas, but, but it's a normal way of living for a normal person who's never suffered with their weight 
they don't obsess about food every single day. It's just part of their day. They don't obsess about fitness. It's just part of their identity and who they are. And I think being able to create that is very important because obsessing over anything for an extended period of time, I don't think is necessarily healthy because you end up that being your only focus in the same way when the weight's going down or if it's going up, it's very difficult. And longer term having that balance I think is absolutely key and like you say you want to focus on fitness and and that mindset fitness mental health as well will that will sustain the weight loss because you'll be doing Mm. all the things correctly and also you mentioned your boys and this is something I'm very conscious of as well that especially as they approach adolescence this was for me was where I started gaining weight and was an overweight teenager and I think having that education is something that we missed in our generation yeah that giving our children that opportunity to learn to see role models in which you know you have parents who are taking care of themselves and encouraging it it just becomes part of a day-to-day life and as they become adults and young adults they they are more focused on a healthier way of living which it's is great so important for their for children and it's still it was important for everyone obviously but like you say children because it's the mental health impact of course. as well which is yeah. massive, um, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age. It is just... I mean, you can see the pressures in them, you know, the, the primary school kids and they, our kids and their, and their classmates have, you know, probably the same pressures as, as we had growing up, but there is definitely more of a focus on, on mental health as there should be. Um, but you can see it that it's, it's necessary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's much more of a recognition. I also think, sorry to jump in, but I, I, I do believe as well, there's so many more things now as well that um, threaten our mental health than when we were children. Like before, you know, I grew up, I had a mega drive, didn't do me any harm at all. Absolutely love playing on that. But the mega drive was in a certain room and accessible at a certain time. Now with tablets, mobile phones and everything, the, the intensity of those social pressures that you experience yeah. and the risks that can create detrimental you know, things in your health, especially your mental health, are more real than ever. Yeah. And obviously companies create these things to spike dopamine, to to get you addicted to them as, as much as possible, because that's yeah. revenue for them. But still it's your children, it's your 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 family that you need to to protect from in yeah. some extent. But it sounds like you've done it absolutely yeah. fantastically. And I'm very happy for you both and you know for your children as well. Can I just ask before we wrap up, do you have any advice that you would give anybody, especially couples perhaps, who are thinking about maybe starting a new journey? And this time of year is for so many people, that moment where you kind of take stock, you think about how your year's gone, start setting goals for 2024 20, and think about what you'd like to change. So what would you say to people, please? I think, well, and you've probably got your own advice, but I think for me, being, you know, 40 and like a busy mum and everything, just to not listen maybe to the little devil on your shoulder and just, and don't wait for a particular date, like the 1st of January or on that particular, like the beginning of the month, just wake up the next day and change your life because so quickly you can find that person that you want to be. And honestly it is the most amazing I feel like I've won the lottery and it doesn't just affect you it affects everybody around you your friends your family everything that you do my advice is just don't wait and it Mm. is it is 
hard, but it's harder being unhappy and overweight. But it gets so much easier once the momentum is going. And it is just so worth it. I wish I did it 10 years ago. That's me. From my perspective, you know, my weight loss was mainly through exercise. There are lots of opportunities to exercise. I have loads of people saying, oh, I wish I could walk to work. Actually, there's nothing stopping you, theoretically, from parking two miles away from work and then walking that last two miles, you know, just park the car a bit further away, do it bit by bit. And whenever you do it, do it properly. You know, if you're going to walk, walk as fast as you can and put 100% effort into into whatever you're doing and get competitive. I guess is the other one. But I think, you know, both great advice and, and a lot of, of overlap and similarities there in the, the fact just getting started. And obviously for anyone who's listening to this episode and it isn't in real time and it's not the turn of the year, I think it's as applicable and as relevant any time of the year. Don't wait for a special occasion. Don't wait yeah. until you hit rock bottom or until it is the first of a month or a Monday. Because if you're truly wanting to make a change, there's going to be a Monday every week. There's going to be a Tuesday yeah. every week. And it's almost irrelevant on the day you start. And the other thing that unfortunately a lot of people do is think, okay, I'm going to, it's, it's just Thursday. I'm going to start on Monday. So the next three days, I'm going to have a complete blowout yeah. and put myself behind. When really, if your goal is to become healthier, then there's no reason why you can't start immediately. Yeah. And that's what I encourage people to do. And it doesn't have to be from zero to a hundred. Just start making some changes. Look yeah. in your life where you can actually make improvements and the things you can change to have an impact. And like you say, that momentum is very addictive in terms of once you start to see results, yeah. once you start to feel better, once you begin more competitive, you have that opportunity then to build on that. And that's really where the, the lifestyle changes can come from. James and Leanne, listen, thank you so much for, for being our weight loss warriors today and joining me on the show. It's been fantastic it. speaking yeah. to you both. Thank you. Thanks thank for having you. us, Carl. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been absolutely fantastic. Take care of yourselves. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.